friends. I'm Katie. And I'm Olivia. And we are Podcast by Proxy, Canadian True Crime. Welcome. We're live. Again. Again. Here we are. (laughs) Uh, We'll get better at that. Yeah, how is your fan going to be today? It's really hot again, you guys. I know I we let okay. you know if it's hot or not where we are, but we're just making sure that you're up to date on our weather status. And this weekend, <laughs> it's hot. It's Mother's Day. And I think I think anyone can probably remember, like, I've said this countless times. I am not a heat person. So the second it gets, like, over 22, I'm like, ah, God, I'm miserable. Yeah, true. You want nothing to do with it. It doesn't take much. I like the heat. I just, I definitely got burnt today. Like, it came with vengeance. Guns blazing. It really did. Um, I did want to let everybody know a little update on my yard situation. My grass Mm -hmm. is growing. We mowed it, and we have reseeded it a second time. Um, thank you so much to everybody who gave us tips. I know there was somebody who DM'd me and said, like, you're definitely need going to need to put soil down in that backyard because the dirt's really dense. So we did do that. We've been laying soil. We're going to lay lime. Um, you guys are really great making my yard dreams come true. I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that. I love that for you. I know. I feel like that's a natural segue into the allergy conversation we were about to have and then we hit record because... My nose is so flippin' itchy, and I am, like, coughing every morning, and I'm just freaking congested. Allergies are really sucker-punching me right now. I personally do not get allergies at all, but I have been, like, my friends and stuff get them, and I've heard so many people in the last couple of days say, like, Oh my gosh, my allergies are all of a sudden out of control. I can't breathe. Growing. Yeah. So I feel for everyone Mm. that is going through this hard time. I don't know what exactly I'm allergic to, and they're definitely environmental, but in the way that, like, I'm fortunate that some years maybe something doesn't bloom as hard, so my allergies aren't that bad. So at least it's not like grass is my only allergen so every time someone cuts their grass it's bad but if my voice sounds funny or I sound a little plugged up that is why yeah that sucks also well go ahead oh I was just gonna say I my one friend that I have she her allergies were so bad that for a few years in a row she had to get allergy shots And so now they're, like, better, I guess. But she had to go in for these, like, regular allergy shots where, like, she would get shot in the arm and then it would, like, blow up like a balloon. Her arm would get all red. Um, Wild. Yeah, Wayne used to get them, our friend. Oh, jeez Louise. Like, he used to have to get them every year because otherwise, like, his face was, like, puffy and he, like, couldn't see or breathe. He was, like... He just has such severe environmental allergies. It's so crazy. Yeah, that sucks. Well, my condolences to everyone who cannot breathe right now. Um, (laughs) Seriously. It's like when you're sick, I feel like you don't take for granted that you can breathe out of your nose. Or like you take for granted that you you can... You do take for granted that you can breathe out of your nose. Like until you're like congested. And then it's like, 
Oh my gosh. I was just taking my life for granted so much before breathing in and out. One nostril lets free and you're like, (gasps) yeah, it's wild. It's like my first breath as a newborn baby. (laughs) Straight up. That is exactly how it feels. It's like, oh my God, I can breathe again. The world is my oyster. Uh, I did mention that it's Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to everyone. Um, Sending love to everyone on this day, no matter what's happening in your life. You know, because I recognize that Mother's Day is not always a happy thing for everyone, but no matter what's going on, I hope you have a happy day and had a good weekend. Yeah. Um, I had someone at work wish me a happy Mother's Day, like, by mistake. Like, you know, when you're like leaving a restaurant and they're like enjoy your food and you're like you too and then you're like fuck me like i just said that sure sure it was totally one of those because i knew she has kids so oh, okay. i was like have a great mother's day she's like you too and i was like as soon as she said it she turned around she's like you have a dog right i was yeah, like yeah she's like, that'll mom. do i was gonna say it, it counts <laughs> she was just trying to give herself an out If you are on Patreon, you know that we defended the dog mom thing hard in our last Patreon episode, so (laughs) I think we can say that it counts, but, you know, happy Mother's Day to all the moms. You know, if you have a hard time on this day, we are wishing you the best as well and sending you love. And that's all. That's all. That's the business for me today. The biz. Actually, before we start, though, um, please, if you're not already... Head on over to Instagram and follow us at Podcast by Proxy. I really want to hit 2,000 followers this year. I know that that's such a, it seems like such a funny low goal um, in comparison, but to so many. Oh, it's a great goal. I really want to hit 2,000 followers on Instagram this year, and I'm really close. So if you're not already following us, please do so. Uh, But you can also follow us on Twitter, where we're not very active, and Facebook, where we are kind of active. Um, you can yeah. also leave us a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, and also on Facebook, which does really help us reach uh, more people, let everybody know why you love the show. Maybe they're going to love it too. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about it. Yeah, as much as people hate on Facebook, you know we are all ending up back there at some point. I was going to say, like, like, it's never leaving us. Um, I actually recently no, watched... It's- it's too ingrained in us because it was like for, well, you and I specifically's generation, it was like our real first social media that we could like carry around with us and build a network on. And Yeah. Yeah. I personally didn't really use MySpace. Um, no, I was more of a Nexopia We used Nexopia, but friends, Facebook was anything, like. But even that. Facebook was like a whole new ball game and I really just think it's like that, a th- thing that's like never going to leave us. Um but also my pets are playing at the bottom of my chair so bear with us yeah that's fair uh no what i was gonna say is a lot of people do use facebook and i didn't realize that you could even leave a rating or review but because it's a business page um it does have the option to review so if you're on facebook give us a like give us a follow give us a review on there it helps us out a lot it's free um and we love you guys so much thank you for always supporting us and that's it for me. It's Katie's tea. It's Ka- yeah. Katie's turn today. I don't know what I was trying to say, but I couldn't get it out. It is my day. But remember the story I texted you the other day? I just want to mention it really quick. The other day I was going to work. It was like 630 in the morning. And for anyone who doesn't know, I live like really close to a cop shop. Yes. <laughs> like two blocks. And 
when I was leaving for work, there was like a big black unmarked armored truck with lights going on it and a police SUV hit into the ditch by another vehicle and that vehicle had all the doors open and the man was on the ground and police had guns drawn pointing them at him and then like an hour later in the news it was like that guy had like gone in there and purposely rammed that SUV while a cop was getting into it oh my gosh and like broke the cop's leg with his like door of his car it sounds like and then went around to get something out of the back seat of his car it looks like and because they thought maybe he was pulling out a weapon obviously they shot him yeah and like Like, I literally must have driven by, like, seconds after it happened. It's so crazy. That's wild. It just seems cuckoo to me. So do we know if he made it? Oh, yeah. He's fine. The officer's fine from the sounds of it. So Okay. Yeah. Well, that is wild. And I will say that you have recently been telling me a lot of, like... Every time I open my text from you recently, I feel like it's something crime-related um, in your area. And I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, there's a lot going on over there. Yeah, a known kind of bad guy has gone missing, and they suspect foul play. Oh gosh. They can't find his body, though, or him, so we don't really know what happened. But I think police assume, given his lifestyle and what he was into, it's fair to assume that foul play is involved. Right. So, intriguing. Shit. He was heavy into the drug community. Right. So we don't know if he maybe got, came across the wrong people. But, yeah, let's get into my case. Yeah, let's, on that note, uh, let's see, let's get into what Katie has to tell us today. I gave her a case suggestion recently, and I know that this isn't it, but just so everyone knows, my personal case suggestion to Katie will be coming soon. Yeah, I think I'm doing it next week, so hold, please. Yeah, I came across a case that I was really interested in, but it was just one of those cases where I was like, Katie would cover this better than me. She just would. I think it's like you can be a little funnier with really old cases, and I think that's part of what I like about it, because there's like, I don't know, it's just more time has passed, and I don't know, there's just a different energy to them. I think they can be fun. We just need to have a style, and as I was reading through it, I was like, this is not for me. This isn't me. This isn't for me. <laughs> yeah. This is for Katie. So anyways, can't wait to hear it, dog. but also can't wait to hear what you have to say today. Um, yeah. So this was actually still a case suggestion, just not by you. Um, a coworker of my spouse's, her name is Jen. I hope she's okay with me saying that, but I'm still going to say it anyway. Um, <clears throat> she gave this case uh, about a woman named Thelma Krull. Or Crow, depending on what news outlet reports on it. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Thelma Crow predominantly because when her husband was introduced and the family speaks, they say it a little bit more that way. Okay. So that's what I'm going with. Yes, that makes sense. But it's K R U L L. Crow? Crow? I could see how, depending on where you're from in the country, I was going to say, you could say it either way. It could go um, so many ways. Yeah. So Thelma is 57 years old. She's like Miss Positivity, according to everyone in her family. She, any little like quote or line that she likes that just like hits her soul, she'll like write down. So like she'll have 
sayings and pieces of paper everywhere with like little writings kind of like live laugh lovey i think a little bit <laughs> okay. but they're more like uplifting sentimental sayings so if it just hits an, an emotion in her she's jotting it down she's putting it on the wall she's got it hanging in her office it's there i love that it's just who her. she is yeah she's been married to her husband robert for 29 years she works as a care aid administrative assistant, so people who are either struggle with mental health issues, maybe have addiction issues, and need help with housing and facilitating that portion of their life, they would seek out her company. She's an administrative assistant there and absolutely adores what she does, like loves helping people. That's a cool job. Yeah. Like doing the admin guess- side of it, because... Healthcare assistant or like an HCA, I always think immediately is like doing all the physical work, but that's a really neat job. Yeah, she said she loved it because she got to be like involved still and help people, but I think it was kind of nice not being like the person doing it, yeah. but assisting the person doing it. So yeah, I agree. Sure. I think it sounds cool. Yeah, that's neat. Again, I really hope her kibble chewing is not too loud. I am sorry, everybody. <laughs> So she's very high energy, whereas Robert is like Mr. Even Keel. So everyone said they were like perfect for each other because he was like, he was calm and cool and would go along with whatever. And she was like rainbows and sunshine and very high energy. So I think she like got him out and did a lot of things and they just were so cute together. One of Thelma's biggest hobbies and interests though was hiking and adventuring. And her and her brother were actually training to do a seven-day adventure challenge. Oh, cool. Yeah, 57 years old. She's just, like, training to do this crazy adventure. Like, good for her. Yeah, that's really neat. Yeah. My friends go on three-day overnight hikes, and I'm like, you're wild. You are. I know, people that do, like, the West Coast Trail here, I'm like, ooh. Yeah, one of my friends is doing it this summer, and I'm like... Okay, I love that for you. And I and they love it. They thrive. It's like they're having the best time of their lives. And I'm just thinking about how the whole time I would be like, why am I carrying all my shit right now? Why? <laughs> I've never just thought that the idea of planning as much for a camping trip and like registering and stuff just to go for a walk for multiple days seems kind of just like a foreign concept to I me. mean like people <laughs> love it they come back and they're like my life has changed it's the best thing I ever did I just personally I don't think it's for me and that's okay I respect it yeah like good for too. you I can't wait to see the photos I bet it's gonna be amazing we have friends that are a couple that now have children so I don't think they do it but when they yeah. first started dating that's like what they did they love that kind of stuff and yeah Okay, so she's going on a seven-day overnighter. We love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Friday, July 10th, Thelma... uh, This is 2015, sorry. Thelma went to work as usual. Again, loved her job, loved her co-workers. Nothing seemed off. After work, she went home. Robert was sitting watching a sporting event, which wasn't out of the norm. So she grabbed her book and just went and sat on the patio to enjoy the weather. When Robert was done watching his game, he then came out to the deck and they were chatting about what they were going to be doing the following day because this is a Friday night and they're talking about their weekend. She advises that it's in her plan that she needs to do her training for the day, which would involve um, like a long walk in the morning. And then she wants to 
head on over to Canadian Tire and pick up a new ladder. Something was wrong with their household ladder. So she was like, mm -hmm. Robert, you bring the truck down. I'll text you when I'm there or call you when I'm there. And you just toodle on down with the truck and we'll chuck the ladder in it. Kind of the deal. I love Canadian Tire. Me too. I went there the other day and they just had another grand reopening because they redid our store. Fun. So you could walk around and get these like stamps and then get a free prize at the door. For so anybody definitely did it. that doesn't know what Canadian Tire is, it's like the Canadian like hardware. Oh, hardware when I store? listened to Big Mad True Crimes episode about this as part of my research, she was like, so from what I understand, Canadian Tire is like a Home Depot where men go to get hardware stuff and talk to each other. I was like, yeah. But also, accurate. like, you can get your tires changed there, and you can buy all of your you car stuff, stuff there. You can get kitchen stuff there. You can get Pet sporting stuff. goods there. You can get house. We get all our plants there. You can get plants. They have a garden center. You can get, like, furniture for your Isn't house. Is there a slogan now, like, not just tires or something? Literally. Like and actually, <laughs> I don't know if this is all Canadian tires, but specifically the one where I live, um, you can get the most delicious sauce it's the lynch's brand have you ever seen it no well they sell it at the canadian tire in my city and i'm obsessed with it so i like literally don't well, buy we like go all the time so i will keep an eye i out. don't buy dipping sauce at the grocery store anymore because it's on my grocery list as like canadian tire oh wait are these like Kind of like the angle-topped bottles, and they're like plum sauce or yes. sweet and sour. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe I do know. Elite. As we're talking, I'm like picturing what this brand is. Lynch's. Because that their plum sauce is like my all-time favorite. Yeah. It's actually sad because Brandon, my partner, technically works for like the competitor, like a different hard, like he doesn't work for the hardware store, but the company that he works for is like affiliated with the hardware store, and so... We have to shop there now, so I never get to go to Canadian Tire. Unless it's for, like, not hardware or stuff that they would have there. Because, again, Canadian Tire is so much more than... Come visit me and we'll go to Canadian Tire. <laughs> Anyways, we'll move on from Canadian Tire, but Canadian treasure. Yeah. It is a treasure. Totes. So they enjoy the rest of the evening together. What Robert assumes is around 7 a.m. because he hears the dog whining and he can see the clock. And usually when the dog whines, that indicates that Thelma's gotten up and left the bedroom and left the dog up there because she's leaving the house. So he assumes around 7 a.m. she's leaving the bedroom to head out for her walk. At 7.23, Thelma is seen on a neighbor's camera walking in the direction that she usually takes. Okay. <clears throat> Shortly after this, her daughter reports that she tried to call her, but she didn't answer. However, not really a huge red flag. It's one missed call. But we will find it is an important factor in a timeline we'll look at later. Okay. So keep in mind, sometime after she leaves on this walk, her daughter has now told them and resources, news outlets, that she called shortly after that. With no answer. You should advise my mother that one missed call is not a huge red flag. Well, we've had this conversation before and it's not going to get through her head, so it's not <laughs> worth my energy. <laughs> we've been working on that for like 15 years by the sounds of it collectively, so she ain't cutting the cord anytime soon. Oh, we love it. We love you, Sandy. Without a doubt, we do. 
Now, the fact that Thelma didn't call her daughter back pretty quickly was kind of weird to her daughter, though, out of the whole picture. Yeah. She... It reported that Robert and Thelma, like, lived for their kids and their grandkids. So, even if she missed the call, the idea that she wouldn't have called back within, like, 20 to 30 minutes was weird when she looked at her phone next. Well, and as somebody who talks to my mom a lot, you have, you kind of know the pattern. Yeah. Right? You know the pattern of, like, what they do, why they wouldn't be calling you back. Like, literally, okay, I I say that, but, like, my mom missed my call today and I immediately called their house because I was like, where are you at? If you're not answering this phone, you better be answering the other phone. Yeah, but I think that's more just, like, impatience, not... Sure. But I think you do... If you talk to your mom pretty regularly, like, you do kind of know their patterns and what they're doing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So she puts that aside thinking her mom is training and she wasn't going to overreact in the moment. But at 10 a.m., Robert still hadn't heard from Thelma to go and meet her at Canadian Tire yet. Now, Thelma was training in these were moderately long walks, but knowing that she had been gone for three hours already was quite a while, because he was expecting her to only be two. Okay. So that, combined with when he talks to um, his stepdaughter, and she had called her and not received the answer, he immediately panics, because this is super out of the norm for Thelma. She's like a very regimented person, and that's why this is kind of starting to freak them out all within a matter of about 20 minutes. Right. They know that if she made a commitment or a plan or anything, like, she's there. There's no question about it. So by 10.30, Robert calls the police and says his wife is missing. He's like, no, I know something's wrong. So while he's calling the police, his daughter is driving the, the... few routes that she trains on seeing if maybe she had a medical emergency she's fallen and hurt herself or if they can see any sign that maybe she's like fallen off like the road or something anything that indicates that we might be able to find her when police are looped in they immediately go to facebook next and post missing posters um or essentially asking for information because she's now been missing about an hour Mm -hmm. She's 5'4", she weighs 170 pounds, and she has short blonde hair that she's bleached and then dyed the front chunk purple. Freaking so she has, like, purple bangs with blonde cute. hair. Cute. Yeah, she's adorable. The little bob, She was too, said to be wearing... Yeah, and she was wearing, like, cute little leggings and then, like, an orangey red top, apparently, uh, with, like, her little hiking boots and just, it. like, went out for her morning walk with her little wireless earbuds and her phone and was just like... Chic. Dots. Within the first 24 hours, everyone in the community had come out to form the search party. Hundreds were out within the first night, even. Wow. Um, yeah. So by Saturday of the next day, as night's falling, there's no sign of life on the tracks or the routes that she would take. There's no indication of a whereabouts or what could have happened. And there's no immediate trace to a starting point for authorities. So at the end of that Saturday, the first search party is done for the day. Everyone stops temporarily. 200 people join on Sunday to start the next search. Her family has made maps, flyers, missing signs, as well as in-depth breakdowns of where they've already searched 
and then including her exact walking routes for training to be able to isolate and emphasize um, like where they might need her to be or where they might have the best odds in finding even if there is foul play or a struggle, possibly finding items of hers along those routes. And they're advising everyone to keep an eye on the ground specifically for any small details. Yeah, because we have to remember this is not somebody who would just get lost in these trails. Like, these are routes that she walks daily. And for the most part, they're not even trails from the sound of it. It's like she's walking down the street. Yeah, so she's not just, like, like taking a wrong path. And, like, we're not doing, like... A search and rescue per se do you know what i mean like if there's if no. we're not doing like a she went hiking and got lost like this is something's no, happened we have no idea yeah and again they're kind of leaning towards like a medical emergency right okay at this point a medical emergency yeah that's like fair. she's close to 60 she's out by herself there's absolutely no trace no activity on mm-hmm. debit cards emails bank accounts nothing mm-hmm. so they're thinking like something's just happened to her suddenly yeah. So. I was just more getting at that there's, like, really no chance that she just wandered off and got lost kind of thing. No. Like, that's off the table. Everyone around her, co-workers, her husband's co-workers, her husband, her kids, everyone's like, that is not who she is. Like, she would never just walk off. Um, Which like is she's why she regimented. was reported missing, like, immediately. Yeah, within an hour. Yeah. Give or take. So the Tuesday following Thelma's disappearance, the Winnipeg Search and Rescue have been seen setting up police evidence tags as well as police tape at the Valley Gardens Community Center and Civic Park. And news outlets report that Thelma's phone showed a last ping near this community center and it is along one of her routes. So they've decided to corridor off this area and start there. Okay. They have nothing else to go on. This seems like a good starting point. And honestly, police were on it in this. They were being so proactive. So they were really trying. And it sounds like they had a ton of community support as well, which is so oh, great. Like, it doesn't sound like they had to be like, anybody, if you see or hear anything, like, everyone was on it. They were all on it, yeah. yeah. And just the amount of people, like, sharing and getting involved, you're totally right. This is when police decide to have their first press conference. Um, Once it's released that it's happening, though, almost immediately after, they cancel it and advise that they actually are still looking into a few things and can't yet have any press conference released. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like somebody's close to the family. Yeah. They're like, oh no, we're good. We got it. And it's like, guys, that was way too premature. Yeah. It sounds like somebody fucked up. Backtrack, backtrack. Yeah. Reel that one back in, boys. Yeah. When people around the family asked how they were doing or how they were holding up, they all would just reply, we're just doing. Yeah, that's fair. It's kind of like that thing we've talked about, time to stand still. Yeah, they said every day they wake up, realize they're still in the same nightmare, and wish to just go back to sleep. On Wednesday, July 15th, 2015, an actual press conference is held. This is where they learn that Thelma's glasses were found near the edge of a field near the Civic Center. Or sorry, Civic Park near the community center. They were obviously damaged being that they were on the ground. However, they don't know if this was because they had been on the ground for multiple days. 
or because they could lean towards signs of a struggle. So police are still not committing to foul play or medical emergency. Right. They just say it shows a sign of distress. It just shows something and that she was there. Yes. That's fair. Civic Park would have actually been, based on multiple maps they have, where Thelma would have ended her walk, turned around, and started her way to Canadian Tire, based on where she told Robert she would be walking and how she would meet him the next day. Because they had sat and had a long conversation about it the night before. Yeah. Police think she was at the park between 7 and 10 a.m. at this point. Yes, it's a very wide range of time, and we will narrow it, but that's where we're starting to put the pieces together of the CCTV, the phone call. But immediately, we have this large window. With the missed call, the CCTV, the visual presence, and the screen sh- or the still frames they were able to get from along her route, this is how they figured the three-hour window. Initially, police thought... If she has three whole hours, you know, maybe she wasn't that happy. Maybe she used that window of time when she knew her husband was sleeping to run away. Which, no, I don't believe that personally. Based on everything I've heard, it seems a little far-fetched. Well, the second thing they said was like, well, maybe she went off to complete suicide. And it's like, well, she's like misoptimistic and there was no large stressor. There's no indication they were struggling financially. She was happy at work. Everyone said she was so happy in her marriage still, even after like almost 30 years. Like I understand needing to investigate all avenues, but those both seem like things you could pretty quickly rule out. Based on everything I've heard. That it was a lot more like police really had nothing. So they were just trying to say something. Sure. And so I'm not really knocking them on it, but... No, and, like, when again, when you have nothing, you have to start somewhere and you need to investigate all avenues. And, like, the person closest to you is usually the first person that's going to be looked at as a potential suspect. So it's not shocking. It's just, like, I just feel like those pieces would be fairly easy in this case, it well, sounds like, to rule out. looked into, like, immediately. Yeah obviously and police like right out the gates were like we really have no reason to believe it's him he reported her missing in an hour so and like was like i just woke up yeah and then his daughter also is like just by fluke i can't find her either so Mm -hmm. there was just too much happening too many people were legitimately worried and not confused at the beginning yeah for it to seem like fake or made up sure so her family poo-poo's all these ideas, especially saying, like, if you found her glasses, she couldn't have gone much further. Like, she needed those. So she could not have continued a journey even to do her own task after that. So they were like, that's a big no-no. Police start asking anyone who was at the park that day to come and talk to them because they want to ask if something maybe stood out that they didn't even realize at the time, you know, the standard. They want to ask prying questions and see if they can trigger something in your memory that will help the case. Yeah, like, is there something that might have occurred that you were just like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, like, maybe there was a big loud noise or something in the distance that you heard and you caught your ear, but then slipped your mind. But then Mm -hmm. when you're asked, did anything weird happen? Did you hear anything? And you start really thinking about it, you might be like, oh, shit. 
Yeah. I did hear something. Yeah. It's actually very common. So. A little ways down at Concordia Way and Gray Street, authorities were seen searching this big, like, treed green space that was there. It was at about a block northeast from where her glasses were found. Um, and then the next day after that search party was seen, the homicide unit was assigned to Thelma's case. Mm. Now, this was not because of anything that they think was found at the time, public and news outlets. Um because Robert had also been interviewed recently and said this was kind of a, pro- a proactive thing given the time she's been missing, the few odds and ends that could eventually indicate foul play. Sure. They were actually just being really proactive. Okay. I also think police weren't getting anywhere, so the homicide unit might have other resources and tools to utilize. Yeah. So at Robert's job, he works for the transit unit, um... And they actually provide the first $5,000 towards Thelma's reward fund and her search efforts. The community then also created these, like, yellow safety whistles for people to carry when they're hiking or walking. Um, And they say whistles for Thelma across the side. And they sold them for, like, $5 each in the community so that... They could add to that fund, so they were also able... I also love that it's safety whistles. I know. Or sorry, they weren't $5. They were $10 each. I don't know why I said that. But yeah, they wanted to be able to add more money to her reward fund. And that was the community's way of helping. And it also created a dual purpose of providing additional safety for people in Thelma's situation out exercising. I was going to say, like, how proactive and community safe so and like community minded and like what the heck i love this also whistles for thelma kind of reminded me of like legally blonde where they're like snaps for l <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like fair. whistles for thelma i obviously don't love this story like i want this woman to be found no, but i love how like involved this community has gotten in yeah. the search way to go winnipeg seriously you do you the Friday, July 17th press conference numero due is held. They want to provide more details about the timeline now that they've narrowed some details down. Okay. They believe that by 8 a.m. Thelma arrived at Civic Park because based on Google mapping and the speed that they believe she would travel at being a consistent kind of speed walker because she's training, within 40 minutes she should have arrived at the park. 9 a.m. is when her daughter sees in her phone that she tried to call, confirming that likely by 9 a.m. she's already been separated from her phone or her glasses and unable to answer. So now we've narrowed it down to essentially a one-hour window. Okay. Or two-hour window, roughly. So 7 to 9 a.m. So we've cut off that last hour. We know that she was already in a certain situation prior to that, whatever that may be. Right. There's still photos of all the people that they were able to pull that were at the park that day. Not that they believe they were suspects, but they want to try and pressure those people to come forward to talk to them. So they start releasing those in the media saying, do you know this person? They are not in any trouble, but please, we want to talk to you. You may have information that could help, but no information is coming in. Like, nothing. And sorry, they have not found her cell phone at this point, only her glasses? They have not. Only glasses at this point. Just her glasses. Okay. Yeah, that's all they've released in press conferences, along with still shots of people from the park. Okay. Um, and the timeline. Man, okay. Yeah. 
So Saturday the 18th, her daughter hosts um, a nighttime walk called Help Light the Way. And she wants people to go out and walk with headlamps and flashlights to really be able to like focus on where they're looking and do an in-depth different type of search because they've been ending all their search parties during the day. So this one's kind of neat that way. Interesting. 300 people showed up to do a night walk. Wow. It's crazy. That is. Locals also reported that a pair of headphones were found. Authorities have not confirmed this, um, but this is just like word of mouth, I guess, in the community. But multiple sources did report it. Um, But, yeah, there was no confirmation that they were ever linked to Thelma. Yeah, I was going to say, like, her daughter didn't post that they were hers or anything. Somebody just said that they found headphones. And, like, she has wireless headphones. So, it's, like, if she just has, like, a pair of AirPods, those are so generic. They could be anybody's. I mean, you could DNA test them, I guess, but, like, they could be anybody's. Yeah, police never mentioned the headphones, so I just wasn't sure if they were found or not. However, I think it sounds like, based on word of mouth and how many other people saw the headphones, they were found. I think it likely just turned out they weren't associated to the case. Yeah. So nothing came like of it. Like, it's entirely plausible headphones were found. We're just not certain, and yeah. it's probably not. And there are some twists and turns coming up, so, oh. like, items being found can be nothing. Okay. So, and, like, you're like, really? But hold on. So, everybody just take a moment and grab your pillows. It sounds like we're going to have yeah. some screaming to do. So roller coastery. Yeah. After last week, I'm just not that... ready. But, okay. No. That was a rough week. That was a rough week. Thanks for that. Yeah. Sunday the 19th, over 100 tips had come in now within these last few days Whoa. since the new press conference. Right? Last press conference, they had nothing. Two days earlier. Huh. Now they have a hundred tips that have come in, but still lead to nothing. Robert confirms to news outlets that her debit cards, email, and any other trackable accounts of hers have still yet to be touched or used. And after one week missing, Robert was, like, number one suspect, obviously, to the public. But police repeatedly again were like, he is not on our radar like, we don't believe he is, so you guys should kind of let it go. Yeah. But they were like, really, really hard on his whole family. I feel like the longer police don't have answers, the more the public and the internet witch hunt. decides what happened. Like, it just happens every single time. I'm not saying it's right, and we definitely need to like consider our position in that when we're posting on the internet. Um, that's... Also, a lot of the reason why I don't cover or don't mention things that are happening in, like, real time. Um, but, yeah, it's, I find that the longer the police like don't have answers, which isn't always their fault, um, oh. the larger and the more grandiose the, the public's version of events gets with absolutely, like, no basis. You know what I mean? Yep. But I think it's like anything. Like yeah, if you, it It's like when someone goes, hey, I need to talk to you about something later. Until that conversation happens, it's building and building mm-hmm. and building in your head what is wrong or the problem or what you did. And then yeah. it ends up being completely different than what you thought. But we have a way of like just building this we, like, like need to know things yeah. if we don't have a for sure answer. Yeah. We crazy. We like to forecast. We do. And we're usually wrong. Almost always. <laughs> 
So her family wanted to keep her name in the air, obviously, so they also made a wear purple day for their community so that they would hope that if somebody who didn't know the story of Thelma and what had happened, that they would be like, hey, why is everyone wearing purple? And someone would be able to spread the word of her story and explain that. And I just thought that was so sweet. Yeah, that is so sweet. It reminds me a lot of the Trina Hunt case as well, because her Mm -hmm. family and supporters were like really all wearing purple, like in support of finding her and all that stuff. Well, it sounds like at the beginning, her family, like every two weeks was doing like walks or searches and stuff to just also make sure that every community was keeping her name alive. So that everyone was looking for her at all times. Like, they did a wonderful job of keeping her name just, like, up high. Mm -hmm. They did it. Oh, yeah. The community advised that they were happy to wear purple because it felt like a way to contribute while living your everyday life and doing something good. Which I agree with. You're just living your life. What's the harm in just putting on a purple shirt one day? I would have had to go buy one, but yeah, I would do it. Same. Purple ribbons were also handed out, so following that day, there would still be that constant reminder of Thelma. Police proactively also sent dive teams into surrounding ponds and small lakes, trying to ensure that there were no human remains. And in August of 2015, um, CBC News reported that There was, like, this shtick going on with this guy who was putting, like, wads of money in wallets, like, thousands of dollars, and then, like, putting it on the ground when he would see women jogging or walking, and then as they picked it up, he would, like, ride his bike up to them really quickly and be like, oh, you found my money, and then just, like, take it from them and ride off, like, just to instill fear in women in the community, So they were looking into this guy at first thinking, like, maybe he escalated because that seems weird. Like, does that... But I see your face. There's no... They found the guy and ruled him out, like, almost immediately. And we're like, it was just, like, some idiot freaking women out. It was just, like, a practical joke. I'm speechless. I don't understand. He just wanted to see who would pick up the money. It, like... This is what I mean. There's these weird things that come up that you're just like, what the fuck? Okay. And yeah, so he's nothing. He turns out to be like a nobody. I mean, he's still a problem, but he's not this problem. He's just a different problem. Well, yeah. And they're saying like, was this a plan for a trap that he was just practicing and it was going to escalate? But they ruled that out too. And it's like, well, I would have guessed that was it. In one interview, weeks after Thelma goes missing, Robert accidentally refers to her in the past tense, the way he's asked a question. So the family immediately is under, like, heavy scrutiny because they're like, well, did you hear that? Look what he did. Um, But even the police and his family were still, like, we really still have no reason to believe it was just a simple slip of the tongue. Right. And the thing is, it's very common for people to talk about someone missing in the past tense, but until they're a suspect, it's totally, you don't even hear it. Right. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I get that. And how long has it been at this point? Oh, this is like August now. Right. So like weeks and weeks. So it would feel like 
past tense when you haven't seen the person for that long and you have no idea where they are. But now, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Can't ever assume, I guess. Well, his stepdaughter does vouch for him and says that, you know, even her best friend, who was the closest person to her other than her kids and her husband, has no reason to believe Robert was involved. Like, like everyone around is like, and I'm just going to put it out there. He didn't do it. Like, he's still to this day not right. a suspect. Yeah. Like, yeah. he just didn't. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. And, like, the police have spoken to him and ruled him out. And, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, you're fine, buddy. You're yeah. fine. No, we're just, you're just helping us look. Her daughter said in a statement that it feels like we're in a movie and every once in a while movies have happy endings, so we're not going to give up hope. Police released photos on August 14th of two people that were in a dark SUV near the park and a woman walking her dog and say these are two people that are three people they've still yet to be able to talk to that are high on their list because they were there at the right time to possibly see something. And the transit unit was getting frustrated that their reward hadn't brought in any tips because they really respect Robert Mm -hmm. and care about him. So they increased their reward to $10,000 at this time. Yeah. And then their whistle sales combined with that, because they've been selling for a few months now, added another 5,000 and his coworkers collectively contributed 5,000 of their own money. Wow. So they had like a $20,000 reward, like overnight, all of a sudden. That's amazing. In odds and ends. And there was a one-year, like, deadline set on the money, though, which, again, we've talked about. Not a lot of people know this, but a lot of rewards that are put up by a company have, like, a one- or two-year term on them. So after that time, the reward money is actually taken back or given to someone else or used a different way. Right. And in his circumstance, one year from the time the money was put up, if Thelma was not found, the money would be given to a local children's organization. In Winnipeg. So hunting season was fast approaching, so police decide to put an announcement out to local hunters saying, please be in mind that this woman is still missing. We need all the help we can get. When you're out in backwoods and rural areas, please keep an eye out. The The forest floor, the climate, and the scenery is changing so dramatically at this time of year, too. It may be the time where... A piece of clothing or a color might stand out differently. Mm -hmm. So 2016 begins and there's still no sign of Thelma. Thelma's office had inspirational, all her inspirational quotes still up in her office. Nothing had been changed. They even said that after six months missing, that they still weren't ready to fill her position or replace her. They would continue to be short-staffed and use temps because they didn't want to like give up her job that's really great and like her work obviously really valued her yeah they did you know some places would just take your shit down and replace you after a month because they need sometimes just the jobs more important than the people it's the bottom that's line that's right so obviously her work really valued her like as a human being as well which is great to hear it is sorry my dog is like She's on a so roll overheated. tonight. She She's was like, oh, you're recording? Right I actually don't care. I have shenanigans to She is so uncomfortably hot right now Fair. that she's just like... Same, Frankie. Oh. So as soon as we're done, I'm going to put her in the shower or something. I don't know yet. I say that, but I'm in a black hoodie, so... Yeah, you can shut up. <laughs> 
this time of year, new posters are also put up. Her family goes around, takes any that are either sun or rain damaged, put up new, brightly colored, with all information in the new updated timeline on it. And in June of 2016, June 8th to be exact, a man is out test driving a new jet ski and he comes across what he thinks is a boot in the water. As he gets closer, he finds it's a boot plus a leg. Oh, wow. That is quite decomposed. Now, obviously, he calls this in immediately. Police collect it as evidence. They notice the heavy decomp. They think maybe this could be Thelma, given the water and the seasons it's been through. Upon further diagnosis, it is not. What? It ain't her. Oh my gosh. These are the little things that I was just like, what the hell? Holy crap, okay. Just some other random leg in a random body of water that we need to now figure out. I mean, yeah, somebody was found, which is great, but not Thelma. So as we said earlier, investigators and police did announce that based on the condition of her glasses, they do believe that there was cause for distress. And they say at this point that what they believe distress could be now is that she was either, um, like, approached and abducted or she had some type of medical incident. That's what we call incident. Now, I, in my mind, are like, does that mean, like, maybe she, like, fell down and bumped her head and lost her memory kind of thing and just wandered off? Like, I don't know what they meant by that. There was very little information and I think it was because they were grasping at straws. I was going to say, that's not even new information. No, we but they're are, still going out we now. We already knew a year after. that you thought that because of her glasses that she could have been abducted or had a medical emergency. Like, that's not new info. They're still trying to say, like, the glasses could have been there for days based on the situation. And it's like, yeah, but they also could have not been. Call us when you have something new to say, Okay. So, I mean, I get it. The public's angsty, angsty, angsty. That they're impatient. They want you to have something to say. You don't. But that's not new. It's hard too because, like, at the time, new, not in the news, but in like the word of mouth, people were saying that blood was also found where her glasses were found. So immediately, people are all leaning to foul play. But authorities are keep saying, like, we haven't found any blood. Like, that is not true right. necessarily. So they have to say something. Yeah. But at the one-year mark, they do advise that her phone was found near her glasses, and that was a piece of information that they had kept to themselves until the one-year anniversary. Now that her glasses and her phone are found, everybody's like, well, that's a sign of a struggle. So that changes a lot and confirms more. And local authorities ask anyone who might know literally anyone who could be a suspect because they have nothing at this point to reach out to them. Like, you got a sketchy neighbor? Give us a call. You think your brother-in-law is weird? Give us a call pretty much is where they're at with this. October of 2016, the Winnipeg uh, RCMP are looking into reports that Thelma was seen speaking with a man near Kimberly Avenue West and gateway road now this is not very far from where her glasses were found like a matter of blocks okay the man that they believe that she was standing talking to or possibly sitting in a car with the person who reported it advised they couldn't remember if they were in a car or standing 
which is silly, but yet they know that the guy was about five foot eight, two hundred and seventy pounds, and had a terrible haircut. But that then I guess he was standing, if you know how tall he was. That's exactly what my thought process was. But this same person gives further information later that seems way more in depth than this, and I even then was like, How did you know this? But yet you couldn't tell if they were standing. Whatever. June of 2017, a shallow grave is found in a ditch at the back end of a property that's about 25 kilometers from where the glasses and cell phone were found. This is at the rear of a farm property. Turns out it was actually a missing woman from 2016. It's still not Thelma. Man, this investigation is uncovering everything but what it's trying to uncover. Exactly. Literally everything but. Yeah. So by the two-year anniversary, as planned, they always do a press conference on the anniversary of a missing person two or years. potential Damn. homicide. Two years they're doing their press conference. And this is the first time that although it's been implied, they verbally say, we have every reason to believe that foul play is at hand. And I think the, the community is just kind of relieved that finally they're admitting it because mm-hmm. that was frustrating to them. And we have to remember that police are also conducting their own investigation. They, I'm sure, have a ton more information than just the cell phone that they haven't released to the public. And they're holding back that they know or believe there was foul play involved hoping that one of these tips or one of these press conferences leads them to somebody and they have all that information for themselves. Like, they really are waiting till the last minute until they absolutely have to to kind of leak these pieces. Well, and I think something kind of happened at that press conference at the two-year mark. Yeah. Because six days later, the Winnipeg RCMP tweeted that they were going to be having an additional press conference about this case. Um, and they actually were able to provide a, co- a composite sketch of oh. the heavyset, quote-unquote, man. And so they were able to give that information. Um, Police believe that they or this man had a home or a place to stay near Kimberly um, Road or Avenue, whatever it was, that intersection they were standing at. They believe that either he had like a rental, a friend's house, a hotel, something, because they don't believe that he could have gotten her very far without being seen. A... He is a short, heavy-set man who's not the most in his prime physique-wise. And so that's she what is. This would have been a no. Like they're they're both like just average people. He's on the heavier set side. She's about one hundred and seventy pounds. So there would be quite a kerfuffle if these two people got in a fight in the street. Fair. I was more just meaning so like she's so active. Maybe... She walks so much. Like she's definitely not physically weak. She's not weak by any means, no. no. But she's also just a very average-sized human, though, so. Sure. Yeah, it wouldn't have been, like, easy to abduct her in the morning. Well, and they kind of implied that based on the CCTV stuff around them or, like, the little, like, Google doors and stuff like that that they were able to collect, they didn't see them walk anywhere together either. So right. that's why they believe that maybe when they met there, he had somewhere to, like, pull her into into or get her or or maybe he 
attacked her at the park and got her into the car. And then the second interaction might have just been a glimpse of someone seeing them standing together. Sure. And so we don't know. Right. Robert petitioned at the two-year mark to have Thelma declared dead because there was no sign of life. Now, this was due to the fact that a lot of stuff for his, her estate was being held up that yeah. were actually to help her children. And he needed her to be declared dead to be able to process certain parts of the estate. Yeah. It was no benefit to him, um, just for the record, because I know people are going to be like, oh, he wants her declared dead. It's, it's two years later, people. Yeah, it's been this two is years. Six months and later, and he needs a letter like... for a life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Like, so one month later, that was done. Thelma is officially declared dead a month after the two year anniversary. And there's no further information at that point about her case. It's still just a, at this point, ongoing investigation. At the three year anniversary mark, of her disappearance. My goodness. Thelma is seen in distress on a camera, not far from where she was supposedly seen with this man at a circle K. This is one block from the Kimberly location that they were at. And when this further information is provided from the last year till this tip comes in, there's been 400 tips come in. And this footage was like from the time she went missing, not recent, right? From the, no, it's from the day of. So now my understanding is they probably, police probably had this the whole time. They're just now releasing it. The day of see. that she was abducted. Okay. I, yeah. for a moment there, I was thought you were you saying thought, the like, day of later, like that it was just pulled and I was like, K. what? <laughs> no, the okay. day of. So like a block away. Okay. So maybe she like ran into this guy and he freaked her out yeah. and then he followed her to the park or something. Like we don't know, mm-hmm. but there's reason to now connect more dots. Yeah. But she was upset about something that day and yeah. something was stressing her out. As of 2018, this man is still unidentified. And November 29th of 2018, another press conference is held to recap information and provide the timeline again and go over all details. They also that on October 27th of 2018, one month earlier, tragically, they say that Thelma's remains were found yeah what so they say we still need the information on what happened but while hunters were out deer hunting a man and his son came across a skull and we have now confirmed that it's thelma's whoa this is what's been found wild okay yeah there was no flesh left on the skull after three years decomposition has left it just bone matter however they are still able to identify i would believe through dental records that it is thelma Mm mm-hmm There's no manner of death to be released because there's no body and there's no indication from the skull itself. Yeah. This was 55 kilometers approximately from where the crime scene or incident was, where the signs of distress were located and where we saw Thelma. Pretty far. Yeah. They say that the killer, whoever it may be at this point in time, had to have been somewhat familiar with the area. It's like kind of back in the middle of nowhere where people hunt. Right. Now, it's about 300 feet from the roadside where Thelma's remains are found, but the terrain is supposedly really difficult, like, through water, like, brush, like, a bunch of stuff, so... Do you need an appropriate There's reason vehicle. to believe that the... Yeah, there's reason to believe that the heavyset person maybe wasn't the guy that did it, unless he's just oddly strong, but they do 
lean more towards it only being one suspect still. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know what information they have to believe that, but they are implying that it's still just one person. At the four-year anniversary of her being missing, police decide to hold an additional press conference because more tips have come in, and they wanted to update the media with a four-door gold sedan is still being looked into and may hold key details to what happened that day. It's now been eight years that she's been missing, and if anyone has any information about her crime, they can contact the Winnipeg Homicide Team at 204-986-6508, or their local Crime Stoppers team is very active in this and can be contacted at 204-786-8477. We'll obviously put the regular anonymous Crime Stoppers number in the notes too, I just wanted to make sure that anyone who maybe had information could get in touch with their homicide team directly yeah. because they are like not wavering on this. It's still such an active investigation, even eight years later. Like yeah. the like they say she's still missing because the whole story's missing. They don't know what happened to her at all. Yeah, that's wild. I really thought that this was going to have some form of a resolution when you were telling it. No, very unsolved. Damn. I searched, like, her name with, like, every year since, and, like, updates, case, this, duh, duh, and nothing. That's so sad. Nothing. Yeah. Those ones I feel like maybe s- somebody talked, like, I think it's, like, maybe that guy did talk to her or something, though, and freaked her out, and then, like, a, someone approached her again at the park. Yeah. Maybe the same guy. I was gonna I don't say, know. probably the same guy. Yeah. Possibly or maybe not, but um yeah. Well and if her remains were there years before, maybe it wasn't so overgrown or difficult to get in there. Like it just could be really different. Well, a hundred percent. Three years is a lot of time. That's a lot of like elements that have hit that area. Yeah. We also don't know what kind of vehicles people have access to. If they know those backcountry roads, like their squads, their side by sides, there's all sorts of different avenues. And all those tracks would have been washed away or grown over by now, 100%. given we've gone through twelve seasons at that point, minimum, and harsh weather conditions, so But that's my case. That's, Thanks, Jen. That's sad. She was just out training so that she could do like a fun seven day overnight probably like hike of her life like that's yeah it was like an adventure walk on the trails and stuff it's just a reminder that women are still not safe because as much as yes something like this could happen to a man how many cases are there that we've ever heard of or covered where guys just like Oh, for like there's some don't get me wrong there are some um i can think of like one or two off the top of my head but they were race motivated and not gender motivated i was gonna say um, i would like to know out of those how what the race of them were and, and their sexual well. orientation because those i don't think it's just not common i guess those it's are not it doesn't feel as common minorities um, in the grand scheme of yeah, things to hear of for, a man going out for a walk or run and 
just getting taken and not coming home comparatively to how much we hear about it happening with females. Women. Like it's, yeah. it's awful. Um, and that's it's why we much. all need whistles and safety tools, whatever it is that you use. Whistles for Thelma. I personally just have a key and I put it in between my fingers if I'm feeling unsafe. Yeah. But there's definitely... I think that's like the 90s move. We didn't have the fun keychains and weapons. We put keys between I was going to say, yeah. Like we were Wolverine. <laughs> we didn't have the cool like safety keychains when I was growing up. So we just learned to use our keys. Um, I think we should each get one of those though. Yeah, we could. That would be cool. It'd be neat to have like podcast version. Well, if we get plain ones, if they're if we can't get custom ones, we'll we'll customize our own with my Cricut machine. We could do that. We haven't used your Cricut together yet, and I would enjoy that. We're gonna have a Cricut party. Two. Go find something else to okay, do. Well, I need to get off this recording so I can turn my fan back up because I'm sweating. That's fair. There's also Subway waiting for me in the next room. I love that for you. Okay, well, we're going to go then, but we'll see you next week. Uh, Thank you for being here. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review. Share. Share. All of the above. Do all the things. We love you. Bye. Bye. I'll call you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. 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 How do I stop this shit? I'll stop it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Fuck me.